You know the name, you know the voice, you know exactly why I'm here. Uh, you you know all the names. 25-year-old piece of gold, microphone messiah, California classic, trifecta chief. I'm not alone, though. He's my tag team partner, the Jimmy to my J, the Totem Arn, the Stevie Ray to my Booker T. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of the award-winning Under the Radar, host and creator of Curveballs and Chair Shots, the first ever and 12-time bullet cast champion of the world. The Canadian Destroyer, BT12, Brandon Tanguma. Brandon, it's Thursday. You know what that means. We're here to talk some sports entertainment, baby. How you doing? Or pro wrestling, if you don't like any cold speak. But, Philip, I'm doing just fine. It's another cold Thursday, speak. another we episode about a, a cult, of the... We, whoa, 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 cold speak. We talk about a, a cult-followed podcast or a cult-followed wrestling show on this podcast every week. Exactly. So, you know, yep, exactly. But Philip, you know, we never do it alone. It's the. Uh, Well, I mean, we 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 have had to do this podcast alone for a a lot of weeks because we've tried people out. We had one guy for like five months and then he left. But ladies and gentlemen, never to be seen again. I I think we have our third man if he wants to stay permanently. Ladies and gentlemen. The host of the Within the Ropes podcast used to be a public enemy, but now he's a clickster. Not to mention, he is the current reigning, defending, undisputed bullet cast heavyweight champion of the world from, from the Queen City. Brian Tronic Chronic is in the building, baby. Brian, how you doing, brother? <laughs> how you living? Oh, my God. Yo, that was great, man. <laughs> you see, I'm, I don't just do commentary. Somebody somebody, let me be a ring announcer real quick. That was fantastic. I almost cried. Oh, oh, come on. I almost cried. Do a better job than Greg Hamilton. Oh. oh. <laughs> oh how you, you going to throw stones at Greg oh. like that? Look, man. Oh, like, oh, one, oh, day, that one. one day we're going to hang Gotta out keep with Keep the Greg. bit going. Look, no, one day we're going to hang out with Greg and you'll be like, man, he's a really nice guy. That, that I'm not that, saying that, he's that, not a that, nice guy. That ring announcing's not that bad. I just don't Probably. prefer how he emphasizes his O's and his U's. That's how oh, the people oh, want it. <laughs> I, I know inside things. I know for a fact that's how these people want to be announced. So what you're so what you're telling me is if a Lillian Garcia is ring announcing Kevin Owens, but she does it the same exact way as Greg, it's fine. No, I don't like it. No. Oh, okay. But you know, Lillian can't do people. no wrong. She's she's a lovely woman. Lillian's nice lady. Great. Lillian's great. You know, try to get her on the show. Let's see what's up. But uh, Brian, like like I just said. Yes. Yes. If uh, if if you if you if you would like to, would you be our third man permanently, every Thursday, and some pay per view recaps? I know you got your own show, but some but mainly every Thursday, would you come on this show, and shoot the ish with the boys? There's a new world order in podcasts and brothers. I'm the third guy. Let them know. I'm the third guy. I would love to. I have an acronym in mind for NWO. Believe me. 
Uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, we got NBC, so you already know what I'm thinking. Okay. But uh yeah, mm-hmm. man, a, a lot to talk about. Let's 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 hit some things real quick. Um interviewed Wrecking Ball Ligurski, the dream open weight champion for GSW. Uh yeah, man, that was, that was, that was a fun interview, man. You know, he's he, he, he's, he's a big man. So we talk about that style. We talk about amateur wrestling, uh, his football career, you know, and uh, how we got involved with GSW. I, I was a fan uh, of, I've become a fan of him, I should say, uh, since doing the commentary for high voltage. But uh, Brian, I know you tapped into a little bit. What'd you think? I thought it was great, man. I appreciate Not that. just blowing smoke up your ass, brother. <laughs> Brandon, well, I, I, I believe you tapped into a little bit as well. What would you think of a uh, wrecking ball Ligurski? Well, Philip, you know, I definitely did listen to this interview. Whoa. Whoa. What is that? We got the uh, bullet cast hotline ringing. Oh, Jesus. And I unplugged it. And I thought okay. it was just, you know, someone's trying to talk about, you know, uh, renewing bots. your car's extended warranty. The bots are out there. All the hotline. One nine hundred nine oh nine ninety nine hundred. Play the play the uh the telemarketer waiting music. Have you guys seen that? That's become a thing now. You know, like the yes. song, and that like people are like people are really like jamming out to it. I'm like, this is a thing. This is a thing now. Hey man, let me let me be somewhere and it comes on the loudspeakers. I'm about to hit the Bobby Schmurter on them. You feel me? I, I you, thought I was the only one. Enjoyed <laughs> those 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 waiting music, the holding music. I'm like, hold on, you know, start beatboxing a little bit, you know. But what do you think of the interview, Brandon? Oh, it was a great interview, Philip. You got covered all the bases as someone who doesn't really know too much about oh, Wrecking Ball Ligurski. I think you did a fantastic job covering all the bases. And if the people haven't listened, you need to go listen. All will fall right to the Wrecking Ball. It was uh, very informative for me. Okay. I didn't know too much about him, so yeah. Yeah, that's that's a great thing about like me doing this commentary. I get to, uh, I get to be privy to all this other talent I didn't know it was out there, and I love that. You know, um, I went to Ugwa on Sunday. Their return to the Ritz almost lost an eye. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, so I'm, I I uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the footage or whatever, but shout out to the homie uh, Tony Vargas, friend of the show, friend of the pod. Uh, yeah, so he was in a. Uh, a, a, I don't want to even want to call it a death match, a, a hardcore total violence match against Big Ugly, a big ugly NorCal legend, uh, Titus Alexander's father. And yeah, man. So Vargas spears ugly, and ugly's holding light tubes, and they explode, obviously. And hey, man, if I was like an inch more to the right, I would have lost an eye. Like I felt it. Like I felt the glass hit the side of my face. But like, oh yeah, man, I, yeah, it was it was something. Uh, some door dust got in my eye because Juicy Finale went through a door. But, it, I mean, it was great, man. Uh, the Ritz, there was, there was truly nothing like it. It was it was a real underground vibe. It was just a wrestling ring in the middle of a bar, and it was great. It was door awesome, dust. man. Yeah, so, I mean, hey, when uh when they go back to the Ritz, you guys got to go. It, it, I, I can't explain it. You, just, you have to be there. You have to be there 100%. But, uh, I mean, Brian, I'm going to see you tomorrow for the first time actually in person which is weird <laughs> oh yeah when we go to west coast pro we'll talk about that in a little bit but we got to talk about some releases that happened in wwe during smackdown last week um brian do you do you have the list or do, do, do you remember do you know all, I do all have of the, the list. list you do have the list all right all right absolutely 
We'll let uh, we'll, uh, let, we'll let Brian uh, ramble off the names here. Give me a few seconds, okay? We'll uh, WWE during SmackDown released Bobby Fish, Jake Atlas, Ari Sterling, Kona Reeves, Leon Ruff, Ste- Stephen Smith, Tyler Russ, Zakari Smith, Asher Hale, Giant Zangier, Mercedes Martinez, and Bronson Reed. And I believe it was one more. Uh, I forget like, the name. After that, yeah. Um, yeah. It's funny about Bronson Reed. Uh, he took to Twitter, I believe it was last night or earlier today, and uh, he said, grinding and violence every match, every moment is reality, of course. And you know what that spells out? Give me Miro. So, could we see <laughs> the former Bronson Reed, the former North American champion, make his way over to the other channel and become the champion of America's greatest network? I don't know. In about like what twenty, about what twenty four days, we we might see something, right? Brandon, um, what, are you, what what are your thoughts? I haven't gotten your thoughts about all these releases yet. Brian and I talked about it on, in the click. So what are your thoughts on Bronson's tweet? And then what are your thoughts about all these releases? Well, it's uh, interesting to see Bronson Rita out there, you know, maybe teasing something, maybe accidentally on purpose, you know, name dropping Miro in that tweet. And, you know, Bronson Reed's one of those guys that I was never like super duper impressed in NXT. I never knew him coming into NXT, but I mean, towards the end, he kind of was starting to win me over. And I talked about on curveballs and chair shots. I would really like to see him go into New Japan. Like I know everyone will say AEW, and I think he'll be he'll be fine over there. He's definitely a bigger guy. He'll be uh, you know much bigger than a lot of the people on AEW. But I kind of want to see him do his thing in a uh, in uh, New Japan. You know, have a fantastic match with No Way Jose in the G1. I think they would just absolutely tear the house down. But uh, I mean, the rest of the lists, none of them were like super duper. Uh, surprising. I mean, like Tyler Rust, he's a part of the Diamond Mind, which is kind of weird because it's been like they've been pushing them for these last couple weeks. Uh, the Jake Atlas one did kind of tick me off a little bit. You know, we, we've seen him at APW a few times. I, I, I enjoyed his work. He never really got the just do that I thought he did. And it did just kind of to me feel like it's kind of one of those like corporate things to where the company will change their avatar to a rainbow and, you know, tweet out these cool things for the month. And then after that, they just don't even talk about gay rights or anything ever again, because Jake Atlas never really won. He never really did anything. And then he got a win during pride month. And then they were kind of starting something or another with, uh, what should I call it? Eli Drake and, uh, which, uh, Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. And then that, that just didn't go anywhere. So the Drake Alice one did kind of tick me off a little bit. And I mean, all the other ones, man, I mean, cool. Mercedes Martinez, I think she's more useful kind of behind the scenes as being kind of a mentor to the, the young woman wrestlers over there. So a lot of NXT people, and it's just kind of continuing this trend of NXT just kind of losing a lot of talent. The rumors of Vince really wanting to go more towards a developmental type brand with bigger guys, you know, a lot of the PC guys and, I mean, we're just going to have to wait and see if what's the future of NXT holds. Yeah, I mean, Mercedes Martinez, I would love her to go to AEW. I think she would be an asset to that brand. Because, um, like, I mean, like, I'm, I'm fine with more women going over there as opposed to men because they, they I mean, like, they, the roster, it's, it's stacked. It's stacked. But how many women do they truly have, you know? 
Um, Bobby Fish, I mean, the guy's a, he's, he's kind of a legend, man. You know, a, a veteran of the game. I would, I would love to see him go back to Japan and possibly, you know, just have a singles, a true singles run. Go back to Ring of Honor, win that TV championship, or finally get that Ring of Honor heavyweight title. Brian, people lost their jobs again. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It is. I mean, how, how are you feeling? Well, I'm feeling – I felt bad, but – I I know that they're gonna they're they're all gonna be all right. They're gonna be fine. You know, it sucks because they're all not gonna be in WWE anymore. But hey, that's it's the beauty of having more than one place to go nowadays, you know? It's exciting. That's true, for, man. It's, it's exciting for wrestling in general, I guess. Let's see how many of these uh these these interviews people do where they just bury the company. You know, <laughs> that, that that was the thing to do for a little bit, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Keith, I think Bronson Reed is pissed. He is. So he's going to do the, I was misused. And I'm like, bro, you were you were a champion. What do you mean? Well, we thought he was, like, getting the call to the main roster because he did the main event show with Karrion Cross, And then he does a couple <laughs> jobs in NXT. And I'm like, okay, you know, they're dropping him out to go to the main roster, which I always kind of find weird. But. No, they're dropping him out because he gone. You got to lay yep. down on your way out, man. It's traditional pro wrestling, brother. <laughs> um, so we'll see. We shall see. Uh, Keith Lee explains his absence in a uh, YouTube video uh, earlier today that was uh, put out there. Uh, so, you know, he contracted COVID in January, uh, which is scary. He, he was out for that, those three weeks there. Comes back, has a match in February. I think it's February 8th with Mr. Matt Riddle. Um, and then he's gone. He's gone again. Uh, people were wondering why people were thought oh, it was cause he's, you know, overweight. The, the trademark name thing was going around. Turns out there was something up with his blood. I, I, I don't, I forget exactly what he said, but like he could only do a light walk, you know, like if he tried to train or work out, you know, could possibly lead to death. That's how scary this was. That's so that's why he was gone for so long. Um, Hey man, as a bigger guy, that's kind of scary. <laughs> you know, that's uh, that's frightening. Brian, what are your Very thoughts scary. on uh, the video uh, that Keith Lee put out there earlier today? Yeah, the vi- the video was uh, it was cool. I'm glad he's okay. I-, I I had a feeling, man. You know, you you see and you hear all the rumors and speculation out there um, week after week, month after month, and then you start to wonder, like, damn, like. Is he really not on TV because Vince and Pritchard think he's fat or is it because they don't think he's good enough or, you know, whatever the case may be. And so to find find out that it was this, I feel bad that he had to go through that. Um, Obviously, you know, it makes me angry that people speculated and, and, you know, said it was things that it obviously was not. but all in all, I'm I'm glad that he's okay. I'm glad Mia Yim's okay, and hopefully he gets back healthy 100% and gets his win back and gets back in shape and at the top once again. Yeah, let's uh, let's pick up where we left off. I know that's hard to do, but I, I think he was uh, previewed for uh, for United States Championship run, if I'm not mistaken. So he could be the one to dethrone uh, the big fella. 
Sheamus and take that title off of him. Uh, Brandon, you were the one that told me that this video was out. So what are your thoughts, man? Yeah, I mean, I kind of got to echo everything Brian was talking about. It ha- it was going on for so long that he was gone. And I mean, I wasn't like fearing for his life per se, because I did kind of, you know, fall into maybe there were some rumors and innuendos about things behind the scenes. But uh, he just explained that he had like inflammation in his heart or something like that. And they just had to kind of do some testing. And luckily, everything just kind of worked out. And now he's back, however many months later it's been, you know, like four or five months later. And, you know, I'm just glad to see that he's back healthy in in good spirits. I also want to know where the hell is Mia Yim? You know, she was with uh, Retribution and then she's supposed to be on SmackDown. And what is that? She's just nowhere, nowhere to be seen. What is Retribution? What is that? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I was told that it was this thing where like Mustafa Ali like led these like masked people and stuff like that. I mean, I don't really remember it. I think I just kind of blacked out or maybe just kind of forgot about it. But you're um, you're playing like a universe mode in a WWE game or something, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, for, I mean, for some reason, I want to think like Donovan Dijak, one of the most talented wrestlers in the world, was like put under a mask and like has a has a dumb name or something. But I mean, that's just so dumb. I mean, Vince <laughs> I know, would think about. I that. know Donovan Dijak became uh, was it. Dijakovic. I know that. Um, I haven't seen him in a while. I don't know. I'm a very talented human being. He used to battle Keith Lee back on the indies, and they had the little (laughs) little, uh, little thing in NXT. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Yeah, I'm glad that Keith Lee is better. You know, he's such a talented individual. You know, he's killing it for the big boys. And now, right, Brian? Killing it for the big boys. You know what I'm saying? Limitless. Absolutely. Basket is glory. Can we get if we can get that back? Push, push him to the moon. <laughs> everything started. Every everything with Keith Lee started to go downhill as soon as that music got changed. Pretty much. I mean, it was kind of a bop. Like, like Brandon was privy to it early. I'm like, oh, is this true? I listen. I'm like, all right, you know, this this kind of a banger. You know what I mean? <laughs> this, this is this is kind of like it, it's a banger like Jay Z's Big Pimpin' back in the day. You feel me? <laughs> yes sir yes Big sir pimpin', baby that's the early <laughs> 2000s hip-hop for you uh let's let's go over to smackdown uh finn balor defeats baron corbin in the main event then he calls out uh roman reigns and john cena he said he says you know i'm not taking this the old finn would have smiled and laughed it off i'm not doing that uh the, the prince calls out roman reigns roman comes out there they talk uh and finn he scrambles with roman a little bit now, people don't get to touch Roman. You know what I mean? The they, hell they does he think he is? That, uh, this was actually good. This is actually <laughs> a good thing. I mean, he gets beaten down to the end, but, like, how many people have been able to kind of get a little one-up on Roman like that since he's been back like this? That, that shows good things might be in the works. Brandon, what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, I mean, with the contract signing last week, Finn was kind of put in a, a no-win situation. He kind of gets, you know, punked out, having seen a take his place and he has to fight for it, but then ultimately he's not going to get it. So, I mean, he, he is put in an awkward situation. The other thing is where the hell was Cena? I know in kayfabe, he wasn't there, but he actually was there. And I mean, we're two weeks away and they haven't really done too much of like Cena and Roman. It's almost kind of like, okay, they're two big stars. They're the biggest stars we have. They're going to have a match. Here you go. Without doing like any sort of like real storyline or any kind of like character development. It's a little bit of a disappointment. But, I mean, there's still two weeks. I assume we're going to get some sort of, like, showdown or war words, hopefully, this week. But I have been a little disappointed, honestly, with the whole Roman Cena build. Because I think it's, like, a ready-made storyline. so simple. 
and yet they're getting too cute with contract signings and then just not even have them, uh, you know, talk to each other or be in the same arena. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I heard this thing on the cheap heat podcast that what if John went to the elders of the family and be like, look, I respect everything you and your family have done, but is this really the guy that you, that you want to lead your family into, into the next or for the next 10 to 20 to 30 years or whatever. Like he, like he sits down with like Alpha and Sika and, and, and rocks mom. And is like, Hey, you, you, you guys want, want your family to really be put on the map and solidified as the most dominant. Then your head of the table needs to wrestle the biggest star this company has. I was like, Oh, wait a second. That'd be something interesting. Brian, what are your thoughts on that? That would be interesting. You know, I would, I would love for something like that to happen. You know, Cena, Setting the record straight, you know, being the listen. What would go in there and be like, look, y'all got to talk to him. Okay. He's making the biggest mistake of his life. Okay. The biggest. <laughs> and then have Roman just explode of anger, rage. The fact that you are talking to, you know, my family, you invaded my family. Trying to turn my family against me? I feel like something like that would really amp Roman Reigns up and take this whole rivalry to another level. Yeah, man, they need they need to go down to Pensacola, go go down to to uh, oh man, what's the name of that beach? Perdido Key, I think it was. You know, used to used to spend some time down there back in my youth. They need to go down there and have this sit down. You know, <laughs> I, I I I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to that. I, I like that. Likes that. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, we do need to, to ramp up and get the War of Words. We got tomorrow night, and then we got uh, next week, and then boom. So we're at SummerSlam. Yep. You know, I I need next week. I need Roman to just amp it up. Be like tomorrow night, I'm gonna whoop your ass and send you back to Hollywood or something like that. You know it's coming. It is. We'll say John Cena in the Suicide Squad was fantastic. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but he's Peacemaker. It's pretty much what John Cena should have been if he ever were to be a heel. Really? Wow. Not, the, not Fast 9? No, because Peacemaker, <laughs> as the word, as the name would suggest, he will do literally anything, whether kill a bunch of people to, quote-unquote, bring peace, which is what I think the evil John Cena would do, is he would try to still be good John Cena, but he would just do it in bad ways. Okay, I'm going to have to watch Suicide Squad now. I'm gonna have to, yeah, I'm me too. Did you see to... a Jack of John Cena and some tidy whities <laughs> I mean, we, we saw him like that when he debuted. Against Kurt Angle. Yeah, now, the, now you get to see a 40-year-old John Cena in tidy whities Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you know that, that's what you guys want to see. You know, I, 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 I think the creatine of the bang is getting to your He's head a very like well-built man. Um, okay. <laughs> I can um, appreciate, I can appreciate, you know, a well-built man. <laughs> Bianca Belair. You know what, Brandon? I can too. Thank you. I can Thank too. You. Bianca Belair defeats Selena Vega. Admirable. Shout out Ildris Elba as well. Well built man. I mean, mom, how do you feel about Ildris Elba? Huh? All right. All right. Oh, she's watching her soap, so you know she she waved it off. She from Haiti. But she knows she 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 knows she knows she loves him. Uh, Bianca Belair defeats Selena Vega in one of these championship contenders matches. Um, It's originally Bianca just accepted the match. But then you get to Adam Pierce, Scrap Daddy, and Zelina, or not Zelina, Sonya Deville, Jesus. And they say if Zelina impresses, then they can face the winner of Banks and Bel Air. Yeah. 
Okay. Despite Zelina Vega having like a 100 winning percentage. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even <laughs> know. Remember the last time she's won a match? I want to say TNA. <laughs> Ouch. I think she won like some tag team matches with Andrade. I think that counts. Okay. All right. Back when, what was it? Was it, was it, no, was it Mysterio or was it Sankara with the, Sankara. Like the, the, oh, with, the with the woman luchador? They had like three, Yay! like two matches. That was weird. He La was luchador. <laughs> I forgot her. What's 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 her name? La Luchadora, was, was that it? She was thick, boy. Woo-wee. Save it for Bullet Cast After Dark. Save it for Bullet Cast After Dark. We please. appreciate well built women chill, as well chill, on this podcast. Chill. Oh we don't discriminate. We we don't. We don't. We we appreciate the well built-ness. Yes. Wait, so wait, oh. has she ever won a match for real? I don't know. I, I honest to God, I don't know. Brandon, Google it. I'm gonna Google it. <laughs> I don't this think she's ever won. That's crazy. I, Zelina. I, 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 I really, I'm like, has she, has she won a match? Wait, <laughs> did she, didn't she beat Liv Morgan? No, right? Mm-mm. Oh, God. It, it, this, this is not good. <laughs> not at all. This is not good. Brandon, what, is, what does it say? His Hold computer on, crashed because he typed it in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus it happens. Christ. We we'll move on. I'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Edge says that Seth Rollins is Edge light. I'm like, oh, dang. He said you a you a light beer. You a cheaper version of his of his blue moon. You feel me? <laughs> he said you blue moon light. So we challenge him, uh, Seth, to a match at SummerSlam. Seth Rollins versus Edge, the ultimate opportunist versus. Wait, I mean, Edge is... I got it. Wait, wait, okay. We we have it. We have it. What do we have? Okay, so the last time Zelina Vega won a match, it was a number one contendership match against Mickey James on September 21st, 2020. She beat Mickey James in four minutes and 15 seconds inside the Thunderdome. Oh, okay. Boom. So we we, we have a win. Did she ever Uh, get her title shot? Yeah, she wrestled Oscar, right? Uh, Yeah, she wrestled Oscar and lost on... uh, Clash of Champions. She lost, and then she got released. That's right. But now I need. To, I mean, that seems way too early. I need. Like, when's the last time she won another match? Because. <laughs> but yes, yes, yes. Edge versus Seth Rollins, the Architect versus the Rated R Superstar, the Drip King versus the man who's won the most championships in WWE history. Yes. Brian. Yes. It's about to go down. It's about to go down. I'm extremely excited for this match. And I'm a little conflicted because, see, I'm a Rollins guy. I love Seth Rollins. Um, I was there when he cashed in at WrestleMania. It was an extremely great action. The goosebumps, 70-plus thousand people screaming and loving the moment. I, I, I enjoyed it. I'm a huge fan of Seth Rollins, but I like me some Edge, too. Okay, and so I'm conflicted. I don't know which side to pick. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I feel like Edge needs this win more. Yeah. Because he's been in a weird situation and hasn't really won many matches. I mean, he hasn't had many matches, but he hasn't won many matches. But then I feel like Seth needs this. Like, Edge, dude, you... You're going to be on the way out pretty soon. I feel like Seth needs to to really stomp, no pun intended, uh, 
this win on his card. I should have said punch this win on his card. You know what I mean, Philip. I do know what you mean. Brandon, what are your thoughts on Edge versus Seth freaking Rollins? It's been, it's been building for a long time. Uh, I think, well, they have also been kind of teasing Seth and Roman, which I don't know how exactly that's going to work out. But I do think Edge needs to get the win here. He has been losing for like a long time now. I don't remember the last time he's really got like a like a full-fledged, like important win. But, uh, you know, we shall see. Going back to the Selena Vega thing, because I've been really diving deep into this. The last time she was won a match on television besides that number contendership match, she beat Lana in 2018. So there sounds, you go. Sounds about right. And apparently they had like a long string of Andrade and Zelina matches versus Lana, Lana and Rusev on house shows. And before and, uh, that, Lana and, Lana and uh, Rusev won a lot of those. And before that, <laughs> it's going to be the run, the running joke of the show. <laughs> before that, it will be like something in the impact zone from like 2010. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I don't think she ever won a match at NXT looking at these records probably not uh edge one of your mom's favorite wrestlers right brandon top five right thea trinidad beat brandy lauren in nine minutes and three seconds at a, at shine 41 in 2017 there you go we're not even going to zelina vega anymore we're just oh. going back way so, back in time but but yes edge one of your mom's top five favorite wrestlers right brandon top two and he ain't number two well, who's number one that would be that would be Edge, top two, and he's not number two. Oh my bad, my, I didn't process that. It's it's been a long it's been a long week. <laughs> uh, Brian, who's your mom's favorite wrestler? Do you know? My mom don't have a favorite wrestler now, but uh, she used to like old Johnny B. Bad back in the day. Are you serious, Mark Miro? Yes. yes. <laughs> I take it your mom's a little Richard fan. <laughs> do the brute, do do the. Yes, absolutely. Oh she used to say that boy Johnny B. Batter, fine, uh, you know what? <laughs> he, he, he had two calls, Scorpio. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, Jesus. I think my mom's favorite wrestler, I think, overall is Cena. But I don't know. Roman's coming for that spot. I, I think Roman took her took the spot on my mama's. Uh oh. You know, she loved her Uh-oh. from Roman. You know what? I went to my first show. Cena came out. I remember he was world champion. After his match, she wanted to leave. I'm like, but Undertaker's in the main event. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, let's go to outside of the ring. Ric Flair wants one more match. Now. God, no. <laughs> okay, Rick. I look, I get, look, I get it. You went to TNA. I mean, if you had gone to TNA, not Russell, we would have been cool. We would have been mm-hmm. cool. You had mm-hmm. the best retirement Anybody can have. You mm-hmm. go in the Hall of Fame. You wrestle one of the best of all time at WrestleMania in the main event. And then you have one of the greatest send-offs of all time on Monday Night Raw. And then you go to TNA and you and, and, and you roll around with... Why? Why would you do it, Rick? Yeah. Brandon, do you want to see Ric Flair, the greatest wrestler of all time, have one more match? Absolutely not. Hey, what? What? Okay, hypothetical. What, what if he actually had one more match, and it was like th- three and a half stars? Would Would y'all be cool with it? Uh, I don't know how he gets you get three and a half stars out of that, but 
Hey, man. T- if Terry Funk can, can have a couple three and a half stars at seven at 73, maybe Rick can do it at 72. I don't know. I mean, I know Jerry Lawler <laughs> is still wrestling, even though he almost died. I, he is still but wrestling. he's also so much he's so much younger than than Rick Flair, isn't he? Jerry Lawler is like 70 years old. I don't know. Well, he just always looks like in his 50s, even when he was like in his 30s. That those are those road miles. <laughs> That's what they do to you. Brian, what do you think? If Listen, if Ric Flair can, you said three stars. Okay, it's got to look like five. <laughs> like he has to look like a five-star wrestler in that three-star match in order for me to be okay with it. Like he got to give me everything. He got to give me the, you know, the flip over the turnbuckle. Oh, uh, he got to. Confirm Jerry Lawler and Ric Flair are the same age. I don't know about a flip over the turnbuckle. I don't know about a <laughs> flip over the turn. I need a Kurt Angle moonsault. Hey, Kurt Angle busted it out in his last match. I was actually shocked. I need to, I need to drop down to the knees, low blow. <laughs> I need the grapefruit claw. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh my god! I, I, we'll yeah. Canadian destroyer. Everyone can do it, right? Yes. Yo, if Ric Flair busted out a Canadian, I'd, I'd, I'd probably lose my ish. Adam Cole versus Ric Flair. Book it. Somebody book it. Come on, man. Uh, Heels, it's a, a new wrestling series that's going to debut this Sunday on Stars. Uh, Stephen Amell, he stars in it. And also, he's uh, directed and produced it. And uh, Philip Brooks, CM Punk is also in it. And in the training for the, um, for the role in Heels, people have been saying that Punk doesn't look like he lost a step. So... I don't know. I don't know. You know, Phillips, we, we tend to not lose steps when we step away from something for a long time. You feels me. <laughs> Brandon, if CM Punk does go to AEW, it sounds it sounds like he about to take it by storm. It sounds like he's still qu- he's quicker than a hiccup, as Jim Ross would say. I would be very excited to see CM Punk back in, uh, in the wrestling ring in AEW. Uh, but CM Punk did say in an interview that he, I think he said he's booked on April or on August twentieth because they're having a heels premiere that night. So I, you know, I know a lot of people are getting very excited. Everyone's you know putting two and two together that you know, they're in the United Center in Chicago, but CM Punk saying he's not going to be there. He's going to be at a heels perform at a heels premiere that it's night. A, it's a work, brother. And when and, you know when he says when someone says best in the world, he does he thinks of Brian Danielson. So I think of Shane McMahon. I mean, me too, but that's just what CM Punk thinks of. He has to watch the product, so he just, he probably doesn't know that Shane McMahon's the best in the world, even though he should. I, I know, right? Brian, what are your thoughts, man? What are the chances that CM Punk don't show up at the United Center next week for Rampage? Like, what are the chances that he just doesn't show up and he, in fact, does have a, a screaming or whatever for heels? And then he shows up the next night at SummerSlam in Vegas. Oh, you know how many marks would be so mad? Oh, man. Tickets to this show. They spent hella money on front row just just at the chance that Punk would be there. And then we're in we're in we're in Vegas. Roman beats Cena. We hear. What do you do? What do you do, though? I'm I'm glad that people are saying that Punk is in shape and he looks like he 
you know, he picked up right where he left off. Doesn't look like he's hasn't been wrestling for a very long time. Blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> what do you do with him, though? I'm curious. To see, OK, he's going to come at Rampage. But what does he do? Do you have him open up the show? Do you have him uh, be there via satellite? Well, I'm in Chicago, so he's definitely not going to be there via satellite. But does he it does he end the show? It, does he does Tony Schiavone say we got a new wrestler signed? Welcome, everyone. CM Punk. Like, what happens? It it has to be a surprise. Don't no announcing nothing. I think Darby Allen's in the main event, and Darby wins, and then CM Punk comes out, and then there's a CM Punk chance. Find out what he has to say on Dynamite on Wednesday. We'll see you there. One of those might happen. Call the hotline, or just have him come out, but then just. Go off air like an old school nitro. Have Shivani give us a oh my god, Punk is here. We gotta go. Pretty much. Let's make it happen. Uh, Max Caster has been suspended for two months, uh, given you know the uh, Simone Biles uh rap that he that that happened on dark that was on on air for six days without nobody noticing. Um, <laughs> yeah, hey man, when you're in a tag team and you mess up like this, it hurts your buddy too. Hurt your tag partner too. Mm-hmm. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. Philip, you never, you would never do anything, anything to hurt your tag partner, would you? No, I, I have multiple tag partners. I, I, I would never. I mean, I might super kick somebody and throw them through a barber glass window and become the greatest Emmerich performer of all time. <laughs> Other than that, I mean, not nothing, nothing too crazy. You know what I mean? I might. I, I might be at a takeover, you know, we might be trying to go off the air, then I slam him into an LED board and start one of the greatest stories in NXT history. But, I, but other than those two things. But then also ruin NXT at the same time because it goes on too long. Oh, shit. According to Twitter. Well, I mean. Okay, according I, to I, I thought. <laughs> Twitter's never right, so it doesn't matter. Wikipedia's always right. Duh. Hello. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, it has been set for NXT TakeOver 36. Adam Cole, Bebe versus Kyle O'Reilly, two out of three falls. The first match is going to be, I, th- I think, a traditional singles. Uh, the second match, I'm not sure. I think the third is a steel cage, right? Third is second a steel one's a street cage. fight. Second yep. one's a street fight. So we're doing the three stages of hell, brother. All right. So this is Cole going, uh, laying, laying down on his back on the way out, huh? So what it looks like, it's an homage to Triple H and Stone Cold's three stages of hell match. Triple H is looking around. And he's like, you know what? We're done. I'm I'm done. Here you go. Here's here's my match. We're we're going off with a bang. Maybe it's maybe it's more of an homage to to Hunter and Sean because they had a three stages of hell match, and you know Hunter and Austin weren't buddy buddy like Kyle and Adam were. They're uh, buddy buddy like Hunter and Sean were. Yeah. Did you guys know that Adam Cole is? Uh, scheduled for virtual meet and greets for SummerSlam. Is he really? Yes, he is. Mm. Uh, that was interesting. Oh, I mean, he's finishing up the the, the obligations. You know, they they put him over. No. and then the next night he's on. No. and then like the next week he's on Dynamite. No. <laughs> oh God, that's interesting. Yeah. It's all interesting. Uh, let's let's just keep it going. Let's hit this day in wrestling. WCW Saturday night, nineteen ninety seven. Chris Jericho wins the cruiserweight title from uh, I believe it was I believe, I believe it was Alex Wright. I believe it was Alex Wright. 
Uh, TNA Hardcore Justice on this day in 2007 and 2012. The 2007 one, uh, Kurt Angle defeated Samoa Joe. This is when he's like TNA champ, uh, IWGP, but the IGF version of the title. Like when he held all those titles at once. That's when this was. And then this Hardcore Justice is when Austin Aries retained the uh, uh, TNA title against Bobby Roode. Uh, SmackDown on this day in 2014, Roman Reigns randomly defeated Alberto Del Rio. Uh, wow. Allie wins the Knockouts title on this day in 2016, and then Tessa Blanchard, she wins the title on this day in 2018. And happy birthday to the Red Rooster, Terry Taylor, 66 years old. Happy birthday, Jeez. Terry. We love you. Happy birthday. I called my brother Terry Taylor last week because he dyed his hair all red up top, and he had no idea what I was talking about, so... Shout out the Red Rooster. <laughs> you got it. You got it. You got to teach him young, brother. Oh, we're, get, we're getting emails as we speak. Jesus, here we go. Let's go to the fan mail segment. Nigerian Prince. A random thought. <laughs> oh, you guys ever try to uh, use song lyrics to holler at a, a girl and has it worked? Oh, God. Um, Brandon, have you ever tried? This? You got to bust out the uh, the old T-Pain. Let me buy you a drink. Have you tried this and has it worked? Oh, yeah. It works all the time. No, seriously. So, so many, you know, bags secured. Oh, Brian, have you, have you tried this? I don't, I don't think I have. No, nah, I don't. Right. I don't think I have. I, 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 and if I did, I can't remember. I, I, I remember this very <laughs> before I even became a Drake fan. I, it's, it's the classic, you know, sweatpants, hair tied, chilling with no makeup on. That's when you're the prettiest. Hope that you don't take it wrong. A little 16-year-old. I'm feeling myself a little bit, you know? I was 15. I remember this. I was 15, living in Florida. I was walking. Uh, where's that going? No, I was 16. I remember this. I was going to ROTC. So, you know, so, so, so I was a little, little mama. I thought she was cute. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I threw it out there. I was unsuccessful. I was unsuccessful. And then I thought I was getting smart with it, so I started using DeBarge lyrics. Uh-huh. Bob, Brian, I, I think you're familiar with DeBarge, right? Yes. I like it. And I, 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 hit, I hit this one chick with the chorus. I like it. I like it. I really, really like it. I'm for it. Adore it. So come let me enjoy it. <laughs> Got the number. She never texted me back. So we, we, we made progress. We made progress. You Let's, miss uh, all the shots you don't take, Phyllis. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's true. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's true. You know, she was light skinned too. I thought light skinned girls like to be, like to hear that they were adored and whatnot. You feel me? All right, let's let's move on. Who do you 420? Who do you? Uh, Finn being put in the position to kind of one up Roman uh, uh, like that is a good sign. Also, Biggie saying that he wants to cash in money in the bank, not for a title, but but to get his last name back is a hilarious idea. That that is funny. Can you do that? Is that a thing? He said he what? <laughs> I, I think I saw this too. He gave an interview and he said, I, you know, winning titles is cool, but can I cash in to get my last name back? <laughs> That's funny. Um, here we go. Let's see. Alfie Lewis. Is Miro really God's favorite champion? No. Amen, brother. I was God's favorite champion. I'm an ordained minister. When I was Bullet Cast champion, I was his favorite champ. Well, I'm not champion right now, so. I mean, I, 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 look. That would be me. You're not an ordained minister, so it doesn't count. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and, and then he also says, also, y'all ever do something or think something not really bad, bad, but 
were like, damn, I'm going to hell. Um, <clears throat> Can't talk about it on the podcast. Uh, but, um, I'm, I know of one that right now, but I'm, yeah, I'm not going to say it here. Remind me after we, after, after the show. Okay. May, make sure y'all remind me because it, it's, it's actually a funny story. All right. Move, moving on from that. I think we got some Instagram DMs. You already know who's hitting us up on the Instagram DMs, man. It, it's, it's the homie. It's the homie, uh, and bread is day X. So with that being said, here we go. Mr. X. Yes. Uh, don't you, don't you think these releases, uh, that the future talent would be a little weary of joining the WWE if they don't feel like they could possibly have job security? That's a possibility, man. Now, if you're about to sign with the company, you're like, hmm, I'm seeing what's happening to people. I don't know. I wonder <laughs> if they are going to do more of like the AJ Styles route where you sign and just go to the main roster. Because as I said, it looks like they're really trying to make NXT like developmental, developmental. So if you sign, let's say they sign Jay White, I don't think we're going to see Jay White in NXT. I think he would just go straight to the main roster. But then, you know, indie scene starting to pick back up again. Maybe they start getting some some more talent. I think it's just it's you know the NXT situation is like really in flux right now because right now we still have regular NXT, but then you know maybe six months from now it'll look completely different. Possibly. Uh, I have an idea. What would you think if Ric Flair showed up at NWA and became a manager for or advisor for Nick Aldis? Hmm. It's tough for Rick to be a manager because I feel he'll just overshadow anybody that I mean, he's with. Yeah, it's Ric Flair. I mean, come on. I'd be scared for Rick to like go off and just say and do whatever. He's he didn't a, really. He's he a free mic. So. He didn't. <laughs> He he didn't really fit with uh, Lacey. Yeah, too much. the the with him and Randy, I thought that was cool though, because I'm like Randy. Here's, I mean, look, people will say what they will about Randy Brandon, but hey, man, Randy's so good one one of the one of the best of all time, and I mean one of the most decorated world champions with the guy that has the most world championships of all time by his side. I thought that was a cool look. I, I wish Rick had stayed with Randy a little bit longer when he was the WWE champion for that short time period last year. I thought that would have been a, a really cool visual. I did and, like the dynamic that because it was kind of like evolution back in the day where, you know, Rick was just putting over how great Triple H was. It's almost kind of the same dynamic, but yet Rick was, I mean, he was like a little subservient, which kind of hurts him a little bit, but you know, I, I like the dynamic they had. And then he also goes on to say, if you had to watch one wrestler, any promotion every day for the rest of your life, forsaking all other in-ring performers, who would it be? Oh. Oh. I could only watch this one person for the rest of my life, huh? Hmm. I'm going with Shawn Michaels. Does yeah. this mean you have to watch their entire career? Or you, you can... Is that the kind of the question? No, it's. Uh, I'll repeat it. If you had to watch one wrestler, any promotion, every day for the rest of your life, forsaking all other in-ring performers, who would it be? So is this current or anybody? Anybody. anybody. I'm going, yes, Sean. I mean, that, that's, that's easy. That's easy. It's an easy question. I'll go Danny Bride. Oh, no, not Steve Austin? What? I was what? almost gonna. I was almost gonna go the Steve Austin route, but I think Brian's 
you know, career spans so many different areas and he's, you know, so different that it's almost the same with Steve Austin too. You can see him, you know, Hollywood blondes, see him with the dangerous Alliance going to stone cold, but ECW, ECW. So. All right. Let's go over to Monday night. Raw. Brian, tell us what happened. Ah. Uh, you know, one of the greatest in the world, Randy Orton. <laughs> Made his return uh, to Monday Night Raw to break up, ultimately to break up with his uh, his partner Riddle. We've seen this coming. This show was like a welcome back, Randy Orton, to me. It was like, all right, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, cool. Forget everything we had planned for the show. Randy, you're going to start the show. You're going to end the show. And you know what's coming. RKO. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I, I, I loved it. You know, look, Randy's too good to be with this, this, this schmuck, this jabron, Matt Riddle. But, see, but see, look, I kind of feel like obviously they're going to still be together. From, from Randy's chuckle and, and, and Riddle's smile at the end of the show. When he RKO'd him, it was almost like Randy did it not to say psych, but more of a you just deserve it, like, or you know, I had to do it type of feeling. What'd you guys think? Brennan, what did you think? I thought that uh, everything was. Was okay. It's kind of paint by the numbers. It's Randy Orton. You expect him to to hit RKO on a riddle there, and I do agree. I think we're still kind of on the track of RK, bro. It, it it's really over with the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe they're selling tons of T-shirts, but um, yeah, you know, at the end of the show, it's a little bit of a cliffhanger. But I still would assume that they're on the track to have them to face AJ and Almas at SummerSlam. Unfortunately, Riddle is just such an idiot that. You know, he'll eat the RKO and he'll just come back smiling, hugging Randy again next week, probably. But yeah, I, I don't I don't assume this to be like, you know, a cohesive, well thought through storyline, but we're going to get Randy and Riddle back together, probably. And he'd be like, oh, oh, no worries, Randy. I've always <laughs> wanted to take an RKO. <laughs> you know, the one thing that I didn't like about this situation is in the beginning when Randy and Riddle were talking in the ring and he was basically breaking up with him saying that I don't want to be your partner and all this, he was wearing an RK bros <laughs> like sweatshirt. So it's just like, how are you going to sit here and say, you don't want to be partners with him anymore, but you're wearing the merch. That, that's, that's all that he had to go out there at the time. <laughs> that, that was it. That was it. What, what was he going to go out there in and, and, and Oscar sweatshirt now? <laughs> You know, it was on the back. He didn't see it. He just saw like maybe his logo on the front, and he was like, "Okay, you know, this is good enough." And he just threw it on. Okay, that's it. You know, that actually sounds like something he would do. Pritchard was like, "Here," and just tossed it to him real quick before he went out. Randy there. put a shirt on. Come on, this is a family show. Yeah. Okay that that sounds that sounds appropriate. Um, we also got to see the return of Jeff Hardy, the charismatic Enigma. Back from COVID and and resumed his his feud with our NXT champion carrying cross. People aren't taking to him, are they? Oh. No. I think it's and I think it's because he doesn't have Scarlet with him. But 
I mean, he's good, man. I think he, he's going to be big. The way that I feel like Karen Cross is going to be huge. And once he's done 100% with NXT, he's going up. Yeah, man. I mean, we look at uh, Killer Cross. I'll call him. I'll call him by his name. I'll call him Kevin Cross. I mean, he learned from one of the best to ever do it. Do you know who he learned from, Brandon? Stone Cold Steve Austin. Bay Area legend Mike Modest <laughs> from Beyond the Mat fame. Go check it out. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I mean, he he. I, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what it is. Well, people aren't connecting to Cross. Maybe it is Scarlet. I mean, he just needs that that little tidbit to shoot him off to the moon. Maybe. I think it's the entrance. I think it's underwhelming, and I think it kind of just turned people off all the way. Just change the music. Give him give him a whole new presentation. That's how I feel. He, he, was, he was never like setting the world on fire in NXT, but then when you strip back all of the gimmicks and everything that kind of helped him, I, I just don't see how, you know, what that helps him on the main roster. And then he's losing when he never lost NXT. And then, yeah, it's the whole thing. Look, it goes back to what Adam Cole said. This place has done everything they can to make you feel special. The cool lights, the smoke, the, the your, your wife by your side, etc. So, hey, that, that promo's really ringing the light now. Mm. Yes, sir. Um, we'll just go right over to AEW. Brandon, tell us what's up. Well, we didn't talk about Lily. Lily winked at Dewdrop <laughs> and scared the heck out of her. And that was the yeah, best part we're, of the we're, show. We're going yeah. to AEW. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, starting off, we had the Elite taking on Dante Martin and the Seidel brothers in a six-man tag. What you would expect from this match is kind of balls to the wall, flying, flipping, flying all over the place. Uh, the Elite, you know, gave the other guys a whole lot of offense, but in the end, uh, they just absolutely destroy Mr. Martin and, uh, yeah, gets the pin. Uh, thoughts on the match first, and then they kind of get into the uh, build to next week, Rampage and All Out and all the other stuff. Bro. Dante Martin's just hella raw. He's he's so raw. It's 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 not fair how good this guy is at 20 years old. I love it. I love it. I'm a fan. The match was cool, man. It was really good. Um, Matt Seidel showing that uh, Evan Bourne still got it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think Dante it does him justice to be hit with the the um, the one wing angel and then the BTE trigger, triple BTE trigger. It actually makes him look a little stronger in defeat. Brian. I like Dante Martin, man. He uh, he showed me some things. One thing I didn't like, though, was while trying to show showcase Dante Martin and how great he is, in my opinion, I felt like it made Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, who just before the match, Jim Ross called the best tag team in the world and the best singles wrestler in the world. But they couldn't put away Dante Martin. It's something we've seen with the elite kind of throughout the AEW. I mean, like the first match the Young Bucks had, they they lose to Private Party. And I'm not saying Private Party is a bad team, but I still think the Young Bucks probably should have won that match. Maybe go in deeper and even win the tag titles, be the first tag team champions. And then, you know, Kenny, he's done this before. So I think it's just them. They like to do this. They like to put on, you know, the best match that they possibly can, even though it kind of hurts their credibility and it might not make total sense. For why yeah. they're giving them so much offense. No, these look young bucks, one of the best to ever do it. They're not the best tag team in the world. 
<laughs> the Usos are. They're the tag champs. Come on now. <laughs> who's who's the best? Who's the best singles wrestler in the world right now? Who's the WWE champion? The Almighty. And for them to say that the AEW title is the richest prize in the game for it only being around two years? Come on. Come on. Come oh. on. We all know the richest prize in the game is around whose waist? Not Aldous, but the almighty Bobby Lashley. But at least they have the prettiest title. No. I got, I got something to say about that. I want to hear the, it. The richest prize in this sport is what Christian said, right? But yet, <clears throat> Kenny Omega is also the Impact World Champion. He straight up said, I'm going to fight you for the richest prize in the sport at the biggest show all out. But on Rampage, eh, I'll fight you for the other one of those other titles you got there. Yeah, bro. So let's talk about that. Why would you do that? This first time ever match isn't going to be for your championship, but the Impact title? Mm-hmm. Like, it's that's stupid. I mean, mm-hmm. WWE has done this a couple times where two guys are in a feud, they're having a title match at a pay per view, but they'll have a non title match on a SmackDown or a Raw or whatever. That's dumb. No, no. <laughs> so, the, Christian has to win then. He has to. He has to win one of these matches. Yeah. Now, because if he loses, it- if he loses both, he, he looks terrible. There's some hope because the way that I see it, maybe possibly Kenny loses all his titles leading up to All Out because he's got the match with Christian and then he's got Triple Mania as well. Well, no, I I still believe Hangman beats Kenny for the uh for the AEW title. So Christian, I mean Christian, he's you know he's a TNA well, right, so right. I, but I would, I would assume he wins the Impact one. Right, I'm I'm saying leading up to All Out. He is just left with one title. Okay. Where's the TNA one? I didn't see it. I didn't see it last they, night they, either. They just scrapped that idea? I guess. Damn it. Those, <laughs> those bastards. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, after the match, we get uh, Christian coming out, challenging him to the title. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are there. They're going to face uh, the Young Bucks for the tag titles next week on uh, Dynamite. So setting up a whole bunch of different things, a lot of moving parts. And I think something that's worth pointing out, something I expected, they announced Christian versus Kenny at All Out, which, you know, they haven't made a graphic. It's not like official official quite yet. They haven't ring the bell, but the crowd was heavily booing Christian versus Kenny at All Out, which is what I've always said. Like, I think no matter if he wins or loses, you need that match with Hangman. And I think it's official. They're not going in that direction. Brooks. Yeah, it is what it is. I wanted my hangman Lex Luger moment. What? You know, when Lex Luger beat Hogan for the title on Nitro and then they were scrubbing off the NWO just for Uh, him to lose it. (laughs) I was going to go the fact of he he beats uh, Kenny via disqualification or count out or something and balloons fall from the crowd and he's going crazy. And then everyone's like, you idiot, you didn't even win the title. And then, you know. That's what I was going with. You know, like his foot's on the rope and the, and the ref doesn't see it and everybody's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. They play the tape. He gets hit with a V-trigger, one-wing angel, and loses. Real yeah. quick, here's my thing. How come – why would they move on from it? I can see when the speculation in regards to 
uh, CM Punk and, and him showing up at All Out. I know that that's why, or at least people said that that's why initially they didn't want to do it. But if Punk's going to be at Rampage, then that means there's nothing in the way to overshadow Hangman's moment. And I mean, I don't know if you guys know, but the, there was reports that came out, or at least I saw today. I don't know when they came out that. Oh, I, I just thought of something. No, continue with the reports. Okay. Uh, that Hangman is was not at Dynamite last night, and then I guess he's going to be taking some time off because he's having a child. Oh, well, I mean, didn't his wife just you know didn't they just announce the pregnancy? So. I'm trying to see something. Shout out Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. What? What happened? They're having a child. Oh, a baby. Congratu- baby wrestling. Congratulations. I, I met Candice LeRae. Very, very nice individual. So I met her too and uh, some other person who we won't talk about. The I'd like to meet Candice LeRae. But she was cool. She was really cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. But there's some other person we can't talk about. I, I, I just got that. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um. So if... If Kenny beats Christian, then Christian moves down, right? And then he and Hangman are technically at the same spot, correct? So then maybe they would have to have a singles match. And then whoever wins that faces Kenny at all out. If I'm not mistaken. Oh. oh. I'm still holding out hope, but the uh-huh. hope is, is dwindling by the hour. I, uh... I, I I got the I got the plug on an AEW all out ticket. I just I don't know about that flight though. That's the only thing. The the, the flights that that's the real cheddar. The, the the ticket is not that bad, and it's like on the floor. Ooh, wow! You should have told me this before. I just found I just found that's why you need to go to Ugwa, bro. You, you could have found out with me. Well, too late. I already booked my ticket, booked my flight. Your boy's going. So oh, he's all out. I am okay. all out. Once that's okay. also another reason why I'm not very happy that we're not getting hangman at Kenny. But it's okay. As long as CM as long as CM Punk's there, I'll I'll be okay. You get to see Christian Cage, an actual Ooh. former world champion. I don't think I've I don't think I've ever seen Christian wrestle. So yeah, that's that's a first time ever. Check I, it off I, my bucket list. I've had the I've had the privilege to see him wrestle live one time at the Pensacola to, Civic Center, bro. I need him to come out with the lights, the jacket, the the sparkles. <laughs> Everything. Old school jumpsuit. Yes. (laughs) The instant classic, bro. Uh, Jericho survived another labor, right? Right, Brandon? I believe so. Yes. He faced Wardlow, labor number four out of five. And Wardlow is just destroying Chris Jericho throughout the entirety of the match. Um, And then MJF, who like at first maybe there he said like a special referee but he was just a special enforcer then aubrey aubrey edwards gives him the boot and jericho hits him with the bat hits him with the juice effect boom he wins good on you and then uh, mjf announces the fifth labor which will be next week so just going right into it and maybe another match we kind of assumed was going to be at all out and it won't uh jericho can't use the judas effect he can't use music he can't you know yada 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 it's really stacking the deck against Jericho in the fifth and final match. Brian, thoughts on the match itself and, you know, everything else surrounding it after the fact. Match is cool. Um, I feel like Wardlow loses to Jericho. I don't know, man. Even with the shenanigans attached to the match, I just felt like it it is what it is. 
Judas Effect, though, was pretty cool. Like, just the lead up into it. And I don't know. I think the move is dope if done the right way. Um, yeah, a little underwhelming overall. Don't talk about my friend that way. Don't talk about my friend Chris Jericho that way. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it happened. It, I, I expected more, like like you did, Brian. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it it is what it is, you know. What are you gonna do? I do think this should have been an all out. So I mean, like, what, what match? What matches do we have announced for the show? We have Christian and Kenny. Is that it? Mm-hmm. We got Pac on Andrade, oh. which is honestly the match I'm most oh. looking forward to right now. Oh, that that's about to be a banger. banger. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Oh, I mean, God. but then they'll go like eight minutes and we'll get distraction finished with Triangulo de la Muerte. And then that'll be it. I'll be very angry. Please, please don't do that. Give, give, give him 15 minutes. <laughs> Let him tear the house down in Chirac. You feel me? It's not Chirac. It's Hoffman Estates. Very. It's like forty minutes away from downtown Chicago. You ever? You ever? I'm, you ever? You ever been to Chirac, Brandon? Well, in that three weeks, I will be. Oh, oh, oh you, Brandon, about to go to the South Side. Home of Oprah. Home of Kanye. Home of Michelle Obama. You feel me? Hey, hey, hey! Go hit up Jerk Forty Eight. Go hit up Jerk 48, get the jerk chicken, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, Gotta have okay. it. Tell, tell him Phillips sent me. Tell, tell him corporate sent you. Okay. okay. Lo- <laughs> local rapper out in Chirac. He, he, he knows what's up. Chief Keith going to be there? <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of this episode. Book it. Put I it down. Chief Keith. That's yeah. the name Everyone, of this episode. You know, there they love go. Sosa. And not Sammy. Shout out Sammy Sosa. <laughs> oh god, that's the name of the episode. I love it. Uh Britt Baker, though. What's she Baker? Do? She uh did a promo in Britsburg. Yeah, everyone had the terrible towels out. Uh very paint by numbers. No, no Reba. Hate to see it. And uh just uh she cuts a promo, she gets in a little scrap with uh red velvet, and the they will main event rampage on Friday. The two women. So good for them. I love it. You love to see it. Uh, Britt Baker, hell of a promo. She she said she bleeds black and gold. So does her. So does her. So does her man. But the other black and gold. Hello. <laughs> uh, yeah. Look, Britt Baker, DMD. She's about to, she's about to go throw down with Velvet. Her her and Red Velvet uh, scramble Relvet? a little bit. <laughs> that's her nickname. That's what they, they call her backstage. The show with Scooby Doo. That's what that's what they call her backstage. Velvet. You feel me? Yeah. Okay, her Raggy. <laughs> Retro, yeah. Her, 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 Red Velvet, uh, scramble a little bit. I'm like, okay, okay, this is what's up. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I digs it. Brian, did you dig it, sucker? I, I dug it. I, I was <laughs> feeling it. I was feeling it. But ain't nobody better than the Queen City. And I see what she's doing. I, I see what she's doing. She's trying to. What is this? She's trying to upstage. Charlotte, the queen, is she trying to prove that she's better, even though she's not, than the queen? Okay, you got to do a little bit more than that than come out every week and cut a promo, okay? Charlotte gets it done inside that squared circle, no yeah. matter what. Let them know. 
know. Let him know who has 11 world championships, not Britt Baker. That's oh. what. Yeah, yeah. Let her carry Dude, that prop on, on the other channel. Let her hold that prop on the other channel. Come on, Brandon. Let him know. Let him know. Did you hear what Brandon said? What did he say? What, you know, what at least Britt Baker can hold on to her titles. You can't hold on to your title. What are you exactly. talking about? That's why I'm the Charlotte flair of this podcast. Charlotte's had some long championship runs. All right, hold on. And so have I. You know, I've had a couple 200s in there. People win championships and you lose them. That's just the nature of the game. All right? It's okay. It's all right. I thought it was cool. I told my wife, uh, look, babe, they got rags. (laughs) She said, where's the masks? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, make sure you bring your mask tomorrow, Brian. <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus Christ. No, no. Darby Allen wrestled somebody who will see Russell tomorrow. Uh, Brandon, who was that? I forget. Garcia. What's his first name? Daniel Garcia. Jeff, Jeff Garcia. Oh, no. Daniel Jeff Garcia. Shut up. Shout out to Jeff Garcia. Great 49ers quarterback. I used to like Jeff Garcia. <clears throat> Love playing him in uh, backyard football. Shout out backyard. You play backyard football, Philip? Played street Great football. computer game. No. I, w- I, was out, I was out there in them streets running over oh. food. <laughs> we didn't play yeah. two-hand touch like no punks. We, we played tackle on the grass and in the streets. You feel me? Doing, doing my best Bradshaw clothesline on somebody. Right before they hit the end zone. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Doing some real life NFL blitz. Great game. <laughs> Another fantastic you. game. Trying to tell you. Anyway, so Darby Allen wrestles uh, Mr. Garcia. Uh, Darby gets the win. 2.0 was in his corner. Sting was in uh, Allen's corner. And Allen gets the win. Sting and Darby beat up on 2.0, sets up a tag team match next week. So that'll be uh, fun. They continue hinting at uh, the best in the world line by. Uh, by Darby, so they're really leaning into it, but they're not like overtly saying like you know just a little cheeky things here and there. So, as I said, I think we're gonna get a Darby match on Rampage next week, and then we're gonna, or at least a promo, and CM Punk's gonna be like, "Yo, you think you're the best in the world?" They gotta get rid of Sting for that though. Yeah, I'm, I'm... he's gotta get off his hip. So when is he? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> when is Sting gonna actually wrestle again? Next week, tornado tag match, brother. Oh, okay. All right. How many? So he wrestled in February, and then what is this? What is this? August. All right. Okay. I guess you got to pick your spots, right, brother? Oh no, he wrestled at Double or Nothing. Did he wrestle at Double or Nothing? Yeah, he, remember he dove good. off the chips against uh, Page and Sky. Oh my God. Okay. I- that shows you that's i watched the product that shows you how effective it was because i forgot (laughs) hey sting was the high flyer in that match not darby how can you forget i mean we 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 don't know what aw stands for all elite one you know um no more bs but i'm still gonna call him that i'm still gonna call him big show because that's what he was for 20 years you can't just erase that nope tony khan's trying to erase wrestling history i don't like that he chokeslams Aaron Solo because, you know, Tony Schiavone, he's out there. His kid is at ringside. The factory pulls him in. 
he gets hit with a cutter. JR called it a stunner. And uh, Big Show comes out there, chokes Lem's Aaron Solo, and uh, saves the day. Yeah. Tony's kid's like 36 years old, isn't he? And he wants to be a wrestler, right? Hey, DDP. Never too late to start. Okay, everybody right says that, that, but it, will everybody have the success as DDP? Let's be realistic. And plus, he was at the power plant, dude. Where, where you know, like some, he's gonna, he's having Cody train him. No, 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 no. So what you tell, what you telling he'll me? He'll be at the, he'll yeah. be at the nightmare plant. <laughs> the nightmare factory, yeah. So if some random jabron walks into, I don't know, the Gold Rush Training Center in Pacifica at 35 years old. They're going to go on to win three world championships. That's what you're telling me. DDP did it, so you can happen. It could happen. That's what you're telling me. Kevin Garnett told me anything's possible, Philip. (laughs) It's possible. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but it's possible. Okay, not everything or anything is possible. Let's 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 use logistics and be. Are you telling me that Kevin Garnett, Kevin Durant, or Garnett was lying? I'm, you know, yeah. Tell tell the (laughs) truth. Yeah, get them on. Get them on the show. I'll say it. I don't care. I am not. Talking bad about Kevin Garnett because he will mess me up. Well, okay, I'm I'm not afraid, bro. I yelled I yelled at a millionaire the other day. He's the owner of the company I work for. I don't care. I'm not. I might have to look for another job. Y'all hiring Brandon? Uh, no, not yet. All right, well, let me know because um I I I, I uh, I'm kind of at uh, fearing for my uh, financial stability. Uh, Rampage is this Friday. I mean, Britt Baker and Red Velvet is going to be cool. Uh. Kenny and Christian for the Impact title, sure. Um, Four-man booth, Mark Henry. Check out the interview, baby, he did in the click with Mark Henry earlier. You have Chris Jericho. You have Excalibur. You have Taz. Four different perspectives about wrestling. Apparently, all four are going to be on the call at the same time, so that's that's going to be interesting. Guys, are you excited for Rampage? I am. All right. right. So excited. Just can't hide it. Absolutely. Superstar Spotlight. Who do we got? Who do we got? Who do we got? I'm thinking back at at the week that was. I'm gonna give it to Baron Corbin. Have you seen? Have you guys seen the video? Yes. They're starting to do what we were talking about, bro. Yep. Yep. I'm giving it to Baron. I like Baron. You know, but they need to. The shirt needs to get dingier, though. Yeah. I say when they hit that desert, it should look gross. Absolutely, just stains that you can't explain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he should cut a promo in the ring explaining what all the stains are. That'd be great. This is, well, I don't know what this is, but I got it, it in so-and-so. <laughs> oh, God. Brandon, who's your superstar spotlight? Going to give it to Lily because, you know, she really <laughs> was able to to turn the tide with Alexa Bliss taking on Dewdrop. Brian, who's your superstar spotlight? <laughs> I got to go with Baron Corbin, too. Okay, okay, I feel you. I feel you. All right, our promo pick of the week. Um, this is Brian's pick. Let us know. That's right. John Cena, Roman Reigns, War of Words. Fantastic, in my opinion. August 28th, 2017. They went blow for blow, bar for bar. It was explicit. My guy. Uncut. My guy, John, told Roman, I do this better part-time than you ever could full-time. You know how many times I've used that line on people? A couple times since then. You know? Because it's that good. I need to see one of these before they get in that ring at SummerSlam. I better get one tomorrow night. I better get one. uh, If not tomorrow night, then next week. I, I I need it. 
I like and when we get the show tomorrow, I need my Twitter and everything blowing up. I need Bleacher Report blowing up about oh my god, the promo between these two. I need I need some of that. I need some. I need it. Give it to me. Brandon. How'd you I like lo- these war words? I I loved it. You know, as I said, you know, we need something like this within the next two weeks because they just haven't really done anything. And you know, sometimes maybe you're not you know, going too far in the whole smart mark, you know, insider terminology. But I think they kind of skirted the line here in this promo. And I, th- you know, Roman has a newfound charisma, newfound confidence. And I, th- I think you know, if, if they were to do it, updated version, it, it would be so much better. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, close match pick of the week. Some GSW stuff from high voltage. Uh, we have Alexander Hammerstone. He's our GSW heavyweight champion. Also, he's a West Coast Pro heavyweight champion going up against GSW Next Gen champion Gio Gavano. And then also, I did the triple threat match from uh, that that same uh, taping. Wrecking Ball Ligurski versus Ben Bishop versus Smiley. Brian, what do you think about this stuff? Give you your flowers, first and foremost. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Uh, I get flowers? I got to give it to you. you I got I've always wanted to get my flowers before I'm gone. You feel me? Like, let's let's start. Get, give me the rose petals. You know, like how they do. He loves me. He loves me not. Like, just just start peeling them off and just start one giving by, them to me. One by one. Absolutely. Pluck a whole, by pluck. A whole bouquet. A whole bucket. I'm ready. I like lilies and daffodils. You feel me? A mm. couple sunflowers here and there. <laughs> oh, man. Um. <clears throat> This was good. Again, I'm learning a lot more. I'm I'm opening my my uh I guess my what is it? My wrestling palette, if you will. And um I enjoyed. I enjoyed. Show, sure, man. Uh Brandon, what about yourself? Uh yeah, I mean, Hammerstone is someone who I've been hearing a lot about, but I just haven't really seen anything from. So, you know, being able to watch this, it was an eye-opening experience and uh, kind of seeing what all the hype is about. Okay. How, how'd you like the triple threat? It was a fantastic match. Lovely match. You know, our boy, friend of the podcast, Wrecking Ball Ligurski, did a fantastic <laughs> job. Ligurski. Oh, God. I, lo- I love Ligursk. I love it, man. That commentary was, it, it, used, it could use some work. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what guy they got go- doing that over there, man. Anyway, uh, West Coast Pro, get in where you fit in tomorrow night. Brent, uh, not Brian, and I will be there. Brandon has to go do something else. Um, yeah, my, my baby brother's moving out. They get so they're growing up so fast. I know, right? Brandon's got a meeting with Vince. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna give me a you know seven figure deal. <laughs> oh, oh, really? oh okay. keep you away from AW. Yep. Stop you from going all out. <laughs> Pretty much, man. I have my meeting with Vince uh, next week when I'm in New Jersey. I'm gonna gotta go out Uh-oh. to Connecticut real quick. Uh oh. The two hundred three, the area code popped up on the phone this morning. Spoiler alert. Oh. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, getting where you fit in. Jacob Fatu, uh, the MLW World Champion, will be there. He's going up against Daniel Garcia. You got uh, the West Coast Wrecking Crew, uh, Royce mm-hmm. Isaacs and uh, Joel Nelson, going up against Rocky Romero from uh, New Japan and uh, the homie Carl Fredericks. Uh, Starboy Charlie wrestles Hammerstone for the West Coast Pro Heavyweight title. You have Alpha Zoe, one half of the Ugwa Tag Team Champions, going up against uh, the timeless Levi Shapiro, the uh, United Wrestling Network Television Champion, and so much more. 
it's going to be a kick-ass show, man. There's a woman's match on the show, and a, it's going to be a lot, man. You don't you don't want to miss this. It, it's sold out. That's because because people know it's about it. It's about to go crazy. Brian, you got lucky, man. Yeah, <laughs> you got real I'm lucky. Ex- I'm extremely excited, and um, you know, I'm looking to have a good time tomorrow. Absolutely, Bullet Cast will be in the house. Myself, our newest edition, Brian, Cindy will be there. So will the Bullet Cast Championship. It will be live and in full effect, man. So come out to West Coast Pro. You don't want to miss it. Guys, stay clean, stay strong, stay safe, stay quarantined. You all, you guys already know where to find us. Diamonds are forever. So is the microphone massage. Here's the feeling in the time and everything that we did. Listen to the senators connecting it. Moving on everything that's pronouncing it. Everything we did in the time now with the testament. Here is the feeling when we live on the stage. And everything we do, turning the page. Nobody doesn't like us. The feeling when we move, we are excited. Elite podcasting. I know you like it. I know you like it. The Bullet Cast. This has been The Bullet Cast. Thank you for listening.